Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get Well Podcast. I am your host, Serena. I'm excited for today's episode because I am going to be talking about how to find freedom from obsession about food. And if anyone can relate to having an obsession with food is me. I have struggled with my relationship with food pretty much my whole life. And over the last two years, I am at a place where I can truly say that I have a wonderful relationship with food. And I want to record this episode to help those who are struggling with either um, binge eating disorders, you know, overeating or not eating enough help you find clarity around why you are binge eating, under eating, overeating, and how you can stop or a couple of ways that can help you manage. Now, if you have any kind of chronic binge eating disorder, of course, you should talk to a therapist or talk to a professional, but I am sharing what I know as an integrative nutrition health coach, and so let's jump right in. So first things first is I want to talk about diet culture. We have all spent our whole entire lives having Instagram, TV commercials, our parents, our friends tell us what we should eat, when we should eat, and how much we should eat, right? We see this on Instagram through those what I eat in a day posts. I mean, if you do those, I'm not, you know, shaming you, but we forget that we are all so uniquely different and what you need as nourishment is different than what I need for nourishment. And we have to remember that when we're looking at people's food diaries, that we're so different and we need different things and we can all eat the same, train the same, do the same thing, but we are all so different and it doesn't matter what you know, your body is different than somebody else's body. And that's what you have to remember. In commercials, we are bombarded by, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, um, all these different fast food restaurant commercials, advertisements on our phones, on TVs, on billboards, distracting us from what we really need, and that is nourishment. And for example, we all know that we need to be eating fruits, vegetables, you know, good meats, fresh food, but everything nowadays is so manufactured and it distracts us. These commercials, these advertisements distract us and prevent us from tapping into our intuition and seeing and eating what we need to eat. You know, even when it comes down to, you know, models, um, luckily nowadays they're starting to incorporate models of all shapes and size. And I love to see that, but we can get into the state of comparison so quickly and we have to stop doing that. And then also our parents as young children, you know, some of us were raised that we need to clean our plates before we get up off of the table. And what that does is it teaches us to eat all of our food, no matter if we're hungry or not, you know, and it can cause overeating 
Uh, I feel like that's what caused some of my overeating is, you know, being told to eat all my food, make sure you're eating all of this as children instead of doing what my body needed. So different things like this. Um, Also, our friends, you know, we see all these fad diets out there that our friends are trying and we want to try those too, or we end up trying them and it just confuses our body and we're not able to really intuitively eat. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, mindful eating. So I also want to include some journal prompts in this episode. You know, if you have time, please pause the episode. If you don't have time, then um, think about these questions and maybe just pause and reflect. So I want you to think about how is your current relationship with food? What have you been taught about food and dieting? And what are some of your current beliefs around food? And how are these beliefs serving you or limiting you? So my belief when it comes around food and what I teach my clients is to take the anti-diet approach. Number one, because diets do not work. Diets are proven not to work in the long term. And though they may work for the short term, You know, they can help us lose the weight that we want to lose, but they're not sustainable. Who likes being on diet? Nobody likes being on a diet. So diets promote health um, or when you take the anti-diet approach, it promotes health without obsession. It allows you to focus on your health without obsessing about numbers, tracking, and restriction. And it allows you to tune into your own body for the answers, which is so important because we have gotten so away from tuning into what our body really needs, so distracted by everything else, everybody else. And so we need to tune and move and shift within. So when you take the anti-diet approach, it allows you to focus on what you need. A lot of the times, food is just a distraction from the way that we are actually feeling. So deciding to stop focusing on the quick fixes, the quick fixes and listening to other people's magical diet solutions are the key to healing your relationship with food. So here is what happens when you go on a diet. You go through what you call the binge restrict cycle. So you see a new diet, you feel very hopeful about it, then you start restricting, you start tracking, you start depriving yourself of the foods that you crave and then you start to really really crave the bad food the quote-unquote bad food right the donuts the cookies the cakes all of that then that craving becomes intolerable and you end up you know having mood swings and anger right I don't know if you think about like when you go on a new diet there's always some bitchiness that comes with it because you're doing the uh depriving the restricting then what happens is you lose complete control and end up binge eating or overeating. And then what happens is after that binge or after you over overate or indulged in the things that were quote unquote bad, you feel like a failure. And that is the worst feeling ever. And I want to get my clients, I want to get you to stop feeling like that. So what should we do instead? In order to see results and heal our relationship with food, we must not focus on weight, 
but focus on our overall health and the way that we feel. If you strive every single day to feel your best and act in alignment with where you want your health to be, you will get there. But it is so important to enjoy the journey and not make decisions based on restriction. So now I want to talk about good food versus bad food, okay? We have to stop looking at food. There's good food and there's bad food. We should start looking at food as food as either a mood enhancer or a mood depressor. The food that we eat directly impacts how we feel in our energy and our happiness and our stress levels, right? When you eat a big, heavy, fried, or greasy meal, typically your body feels heavy and you feel weighed down. You feel bloated, right? It's not that that food's bad, it's that it doesn't make you feel like your best self versus if you eat like some quinoa with some chicken and some fresh vegetables and some tahini sauce and some feta cheese or whatever, that's going to make you feel light. The fresh foods makes you feel light and airy. It's not that those foods are quote unquote good and then these other foods are quote unquote bad. It's just that we should look at food as is this food that I'm going to choose to put in my body going to enhance my mood and make me feel better or is it going to continue to make me feel bad or is it going to shift my mood into a low vibration? Look at that. So typically... When we think about dieting or Monday through Friday, we look at Monday through Friday as a time where we are the most healthiest, right? We're drinking our water, we're eating our salads, you know, we're doing the meal planning and all the things. And then Saturday and Sunday, it's when we binge eat, when we drink the beer, when we drink the alcohol, when we have the burgers, the pizza, the fries, the cookies the cakes, the whatever, and then it throws us off, quote unquote, off track the next week and we start all over again Monday through Friday. But doesn't Monday through Friday, when it comes to food, doesn't have to suck. We shouldn't be Monday through Friday clean and green. It should be that all the time. And if you want, for example, if it is Tuesday and I'm craving pad thai on a Tuesday, I'm going to eat pad thai on a Tuesday. If I'm craving a salad on a Saturday, I'm going to eat a salad on a Saturday. Mix it up. So Monday, have the healthy breakfast and maybe have a donut. That's fine. And then have a, you know, a light, fresh, um, mood enhancer meal for dinner. You know, you can still have pancakes. You can still have a beer on a Tuesday. And you can also still have a salad or something light. Mix it up so you're not living a life of restriction. You're living a life of freedom. And the way that you do that is allowing everything that you eat in moderation. So consuming all food in moderation, eating pleasure foods will not set you back on your journey. And I think a lot of the times, at least for me, it's like whenever I, you know, it's like, okay, I know that I can't have donuts on this diet, right? And so I eat a donut and then I'll tell myself, oh, you will never have that again. You can never have that again. That's ridiculous. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to eat a donut again in my life. And so I 
if I do that, the next time I'm around a donut, I'm going to eat all the donuts instead of just having one. So eating everything in moderation and telling yourself, you know what, I'm going to eat this donut and it's not going to set me back. Why? Because I can live my life. So let's talk about mindful consumption and about, about like that moderation and what that really is. So to mindfully eat and drink, we have to be comfortable with looking inward and having conversations with ourselves. You know, for example, yeah, and I and before I go to the example, a lot of people are so confused about mindful mindful consumption and intuitive eating, and they think that it means that they can eat whatever they want whenever they crave it, and that's not how it works. So it's like, for example, am I hungry or am I bored? How will this food make me feel? How do I want to feel? How am I feeling emotionally? That's about intuitive. That's intuitive eating. For example, a lot of the times we go to the fridge out of boredom, right? Or every time we sit on the couch and we watch something, we feel like we always have a have we always have to have a snack. So talk to yourself and ask yourself, you know, am I bored? Do if you're bored, that means you need more stimulus stimulation. So you need to stimulate your mind a little bit more and do something else. You know, how will this food make me feel again? Will this food enhance my mood or make me feel, you know, in a low vibration? And how do I want to feel what you know, what am I currently feeling right now emotionally? Am I sad? And am, am I happy? Was I triggered by, I don't know, something that somebody said, and I'm leaning towards food out of emotion? Um, and how do I want to feel instead? And choosing the food based on how you want to feel. And it can also be that um, sometimes when we reach for food, it's because we're lacking connection. We need somebody. For example, I absolutely love to go get boba tea. And boba tea, when I think of going to get boba tea, I think of going to get boba tea with my little brother. And um, he loves boba tea, and that's something that we do together. So sometimes when I'm craving boba tea, and you know, I could drink boba tea every day, but should I? No, I don't. But when I'm craving boba tea, I have to really ask myself, you know, am I really craving boba tea because I want boba tea or am I craving boba tea because I miss my brother? And so asking yourself these questions is mindful consumption, is eating mindfully. And so, you know, I get the question a lot, well, how do I choose what to eat? Go with what makes you feel like your best self. Go with what makes you feel good. So another thing when it comes to eating is how you eat matters. You know, and this is how you can eat more mindfully. Number one, chew your food first. It is so important to chew your food. As someone who is a binge eater and ADHD, like the way that I used to eat, I would inhale my food and I would just start choking on my food because I would be swallowing it whole, way too quick, just shoving and shoveling food in my mouth. So chew your food. And the way that you can chew your food is by putting your fork down between bites. This helps me so much. Help me slow down, think about my food and enjoy my food. That I mean, think about it. A lot of times when we eat, it's like we put food in our mouth and then we, we're, we're not even done. We haven't even swallowed it yet. And then we put another spoonful in our mouth. 
We, we should put our fork down. And then also drinking hot water before, during, and or after meals is really good because it soothes the digestive system. And drinking warm liquid liquid allows um, your body to digest your food easier. And when you drink cold drinks with food, what happens is it uh, solidifies the fats in your body and it's easier for your body to store them when you drink cold drinks and this is what happens when you drink cold in in general cold drinks in general and ayurvedically you know if you're in ayurveda you don't drink anything that's cold because it shocks the body think about when you pour an ice bucket of cold water over your body like you your body freaks out it's like that's so cold that's what you do to your organs every time you drink cold water So yeah, they say cold water isn't very good. Don't want to go into a side tangent. But also limiting your distractions while you eat is so important. We are always in front of a screen, always. And so I invite you to say, and this was hard for me because I lived in an apartment and in the apartment that I lived in, um, there was not a dining room table. So my table that I ate at was the coffee table right in front of the TV. And so when I moved out, this was something that I always struggled with doing. So I tell myself, you know what, I'm going to try to at least eat. It started with one meal, um, try to eat one meal without being in front of the TV or being on my phone. And now it's like, I'm going to try to eat two meals without being on my phone or being in front of the TV and things like that. So limit your distractions. And then the biggest mistake that you know, that you make when it comes to overeating is restriction after overeating. And it's so understandable that you, you know, restrict yourself after overeating because you have lost trust in yourself after all the dieting and misinformation that you've been told. And you believe that you are the problem and you just need more willpower. This was so me. I cannot, like, I would feel horrible you know, after I had a binge to the point where I would hide everything, throw the trash in the dumpster, get get rid of all the evidence that I ever had it because it would make me feel so bad about myself. And I was like, oh, I can't do anything right. I'm a failure. Why is my relationship like with this with food? Because I, when I binged eat, I would eat so much that I couldn't move and I was laying on the couch. My stomach hurt so bad. And You know, being full is one thing, but being full with your stomach hurting and you feel like you're going to pop out of your pants, that's overeating. And so once I really understood the difference, I was able to say, you know what, that feeling hurts. Like, right? Think about it. When you have to unbutton your pants, like you're so full, it hurts. And that's not comfortable. And our digestive system doesn't like when we do that. So you know, restriction after overeating, it keeps you stuck because you'll overeat once again after you restrict, further leading to a loss of trust in yourself and in your body. Food will become even more confusing and even more stressful, and it will reinforce your belief that food cannot be trusted, which will make you obsess and think about food even more. So instead, focus on eating whole balanced meals. When you eat balanced meals, your body will begin to feel safe and those intense cravings that you have around food will begin to dissipate. You know, you'll, you will then develop more trust around food again. And so I think the four steps to stop overeating is to make sure that you're eating enough. And 
this can be scary. Scary. So chronic dieting, skipping meals, you know, under eating intentionally or not leads to your body's primal defense mechanism kicking in. It takes you into your sympathetic nervous system, fight and flight. When your body is not getting the nourishment that it needs, it freaks out and goes into fat storing mode. So, and especially for women, you know, men's hormones are on a 24 hour cycle. Women's is not. And so this fasting thing that you see, women should not do this because it triggers your primal defense mechanisms really. And like it does, it just, honestly, it fucks up your whole system. And so making sure that you're eating enough so your body feels safe and your body feels satisfied and nourished and the brain is able to calm down and lessen the obsession with food. So you can then, when you eat enough, you can then approach each meal with a sense of control and peace. Think about when you go a long time without eating, right? You miss breakfast, then you get to lunch. What happens? You're so fucking ravenous. You eat all of the food and then some more. And then your stomach hurts. Then you overeat. When you overeat, that's how you get fat. People think that you're they're fat because of what they eat, but you get fat from overeating. And if you don't like that word, I apologize, but that is what's happening in the system. You gain weight when you overeat. So you have to make sure that you're eating enough. And this is where a health coach comes in. And a health coach can help guide you to understanding how much you actually need to eat to make your body feel safe and nourished. Again, everybody is different. Everybody is different. And this is what I do for my clients. So if you're interested, I always do free one-on-one calls. Anyways, so I know this feels scary to say and make sure that you're eating enough. And I actually teach my clients how to eat more to lose weight. You can eat more and lose weight. You can lose weight without being on a diet. And I wish I knew that like when I was 14, 15 years old, when I had poor body image and all of these things. And... um. Anyways, but it is vitally important that you eat enough when you're regulating your food behaviors, especially if you're a binge eater, you know, especially if you're coming off dieting. You know, I was on dieting for so long, you know, doing this, you know, binge restrict thing and it messed with my body. It messed with my hormones. And actually, when I started to eat enough, I saw the weight come off. So neutralized food is the second step. Fearing foods based on misinformation leads to the opposite of what you're seeking. And it literally takes all your power away. So do you need to avoid every food that you love? Hell no. No, 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 no. So when you avoid food that you want to eat, you believe that you're powerless in their presence. Think about it. Think about like when you were on a diet or when you're on a diet and you go to a birthday party and you see cake there. You want to eat like legit that whole entire cake. And you probably could because I could. That's how I was. And I was just like, oh, I know I can't have any cake. I can't have any cake. Who wants to live their life without eating cake? I don't. So you think about them more, which means you eat more of them. And you also, if you're not eating the foods that you want, you're going to eat other foods that aren't as satisfying to you. And you're going to eat more of the foods that aren't satisfying to you. I mean, think about it. Think about it. 
So the third step is healing your emotional roots. We are so complex as human beings and food is about a lot more than just fuel. We need to look at food behaviors and our beliefs about food holistically all across the board. And this again is what a health coach does. So when you heal your emotional roots, you will increase your sense of self-worth and respect when it comes back to why do you have the relationship with food that you have? You know, what happened in your childhood? What happened? What traumas have you been through? Like there's a lot here to look at. So when you heal the roots, you make peace with food and you'll know food is not your enemy and your food behaviors will begin to naturally regulate once you understand why you have that relationship with food that you do. Number four is to really focus on accepting discomfort. Changing habits and pattern is not comfortable at all. You must, we must get comfortable with discomfort, at least in the short term. And I feel like this one often gets overlooked, you know, but you will have to accept that there will be some resistance to doing things differently. But what you should not do is expect your overreading to stop right away. Use distractions while you eat and go into social situations without a game plan. Before you go out to eat with your friends, know what you're going to eat. Think about, okay, what is going to make me feel like my best self? Choose your food based on how you want to feel, not on what's healthy or what's unhealthy. Choose it based on how you want to feel. So when you accept discomfort with change, you will be equipped to navigate any food situation mentally and emotionally. You will not be discouraged by wanting to continue to clear your plate and you'll stop believing that there is something wrong with you. And the question is, how can you apply this relationship with food, this new information about food on yourself? So you can do it. Number one, you can be the solo investigator. You can experiment with everything that I've just talked to you about and try to piece everything together on your own or you can do the fast track with me and you can get support on your journey by signing up or um, signing up for my one-on-one -on -one health coaching, or you can join me in my May Get Well program. And this is a group coaching program. So if you're interested in working with me and taking this fast track, I want you to book a free discovery call with me. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. And you'll when you book it, you can see my schedule, pick a time that works for you. And what we will do is We'll schedule it and we will just really shoot the shit and talk about what you need. Maybe talk about different options that, um, you know, look at should you do the one-on-one -on -one health coaching or look at should you do the Get Well program, etc. But my offerings, all the other offerings that I help with, trauma-related, food-related, um, physical body, you know, illness, mental illness, whatever, everything that I offer. I'm a holistic health coach. So I offer yoga, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, Reiki healing, oracle card readings, and sound baths. So you can also follow me on Instagram at well with Serena. Thank you so much for listening and check out the link in the show notes to book your free discovery call.